From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Wow, looks like we made it. Hour number three, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, Diego in the studio, live and in person here in the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. We are here in the uh, beautiful west coast of Florida. 70% chance for rain today. Two, well, one is a named, is it still a tropical storm or is it, oh. a, is it a hemicane now or no? I think because you said you were going to do an update at nine. Do my nine, nine o'clock update here. Lauren. Lithia, Lauren. what's her name? Lauren. <laughs> Laura. Laura. So it just uh, goes to Laura. Okay, we have uh, our, our nine o'clock updated track here. On so the, the other uh, one that's going over the Yucatan is it not been named yet? It's still a tropical still storm. Still sitting out there. Still a TC. TS. So, uh, we uh, as of nine o'clock, we are still uh, state of Florida, still completely out of the cone of uncertainty. There we go. And uh, still looking the same as a little past New Orleans. And the other one is uh, what? Is it still hanging back or is it because? Uh, the, our satellite right now, of, let's see here, that's Laura. They look like they were going to collide in the same place. And I don't know what would happen when you have two hurricanes uh, meet in the middle or two tropical storms meet in the middle. Do they cancel each other out or? You know, no. Uh, Who knows? They're spinning oh, the same okay. direction. Tropical so. storm Marco. Marco. Hello. So it's Marco and Laura. It sounds like a uh, soap it's opera. Sitting, well, it's sitting right there over the mountains. Uh, it's getting like beat you up. said. It's getting beat up, but it's yeah. uh, you're looking like Texas, bottom part of South Texas. So my sister is going to get in some rain. So she'll be out probably red fishing this weekend <laughs> ahead of the so, ahead of the hurricane or the storm or whatever one, it is. One, one is going in. Looks like right or excuse me, as of right now, according to the track, one the Laura is looking like going straight. Like I said, New Orleans, kind of the middle of Louisiana, and I don't know. There, that's New Orleans, Biloxi, all that. This is, eh, I don't know if I'd say that would be. I don't know. That wouldn't be kind of a Shreveport. No, that's way lower. Or uh, oh, yeah, no, it's away from New Orleans. That's it's kind of a. On, it's headed more towards Houston. Just, yeah. Yeah. But, so we'll get but, the uh, flooding pictures again of Houston and all the people who try to drive through five feet of water. So, you know, something we here in the state of Florida learned not to do a long time ago. But uh, it's one of those things that happened. We're keeping an eye on out there. But today's tropical se- depression number 14. Oh, yeah. Or Marco. Marco. And uh, 70% chance to rain today. A little bit later on, hopefully, Captain uh, Amax will give us a call in and an update on how the uh, parade went. Uh, from the videos that I've seen posted on social media, it literally looked like the uh, flotilla going across the English Channel into France. Do you, do you know how many people we saw? We went out to dinner that night, and uh, the place we went, we were down in Mark, or oh, excuse me, we were down in uh, Anna Maria, and the place we like to go down there is right there on the canal, basically, and or right there going under the bridge. And if I counted one, I counted probably. I'd say sixty boats, well, just, I know sit, there's a lot. just sitting there for the hour at the seafood shack. Give you a shout out. Uh, just sitting there for dinner, we counted probably like literally. I counted probably sixty boats with 
So were they part of the whole dealio? Yes. I mean, they yeah. drove all the way up there from yeah. there? Holy crud. The boat ramp that was right, we uh, we stayed at a place, like I told y'all, we rented a house down there, and the boat, the three boat ramps that we drive by, they were all packed slap full. Well, some of those might have been for the St. Pete Open, open too. Yeah, that was going there at the same, same time. Well, but I mean, I could see flags on trucks and stuff like that, so I knew that they were part of the parade. Yeah, well, a lot of people that were in the parade uh, were impressed by the amount of people that were actually lined up along seawalls and on over the they were on the bridge overpasses yep. and things like that. But it was crazy. Uh, speaking of a boat parade tonight, Bill George is going to be leading the uh, the front lead boat for the Gator Hunt parade that's going to be happening tonight <laughs> out on Lake. All I can say to the I, rest of you guys is you, you had your chance. I, I am I am a passenger this time. Yeah, but you're the Captain Bly of the passenger you're list. Advi- you know you're, I mean? you're an advisory. You're, yeah. the, you're the guy who's going to be up there doing the whole, let's go this way, men, and you know, then doing all the direction, I'm sure. It'll be great. Are you going to film this, or is this just basically in our imagination? I imagine, don't know what we're doing. In our imaginations. You should go it's, Facebook Live, it's, man. It's about kids. We may. We may. That would be awesome. Wait, it's all about kids. So you're the lead kid in the no, boat? or yes, what, what? no. We're, we're worried about giving the kids a good experience. So When you say kids, are these like 80-year-olds? or How, old's, how old's are kids, Jonathan? It's a Jonathan's. Uh, 23 well, and 92? What, what do you got there? Well, 14, mine's 8 and 12. 16? How many kids are on this boat that you're taking out? Two, two, two children are going to go out there and handle all the business. Four adults, two children. Four adults on your boat? Is Not it my one boat. of the kids that I know? Is Mike's kids? Oh yeah. Oh no. Yo, Matt. Yeah, she's yeah. You're good. She's uh, uh Allie's age. You're older than Allie, so you're talking nine, ten. Yeah. Get after it. Four adults and how many kids? Three kids. Two kids. How many? Two kids, three. How many kids do they have? My, uh, Mike and Michelle just got Mac. They're okay, one. So, so one kid and four adults. Yeah, you guys are gonna go out there and slaughter a bunch of alligators, and uh, with one <laughs> kid and four adults, we can legally take two. Yes, that we keep. Right. There can be alligators that don't get caught. Are you going to pursue, snatch, grab, bang, or are you going to lung float? Hook, reel, bang. What are you going to do? Snatch and either live catch or bang stick. Which I have video of him doing with my daughter. Right. So you live catch to determine if it's a keeper or not a keeper. Correct. And then, uh, you know, kiss it and turn with, it loose or with, Which to this day, there's still many people that we have that we tell that story to that just kind of look at us like, wait a minute, you did what? I'm like. We snared a six. What was that one? About six? Yeah. About six, six and it, a half. It was funny because. Those are fun. When when they were looking to bring Troy Landry to Florida and this and that, and they asked me about doing something, they're like, one of the questions, well, if, if they came to help you out, what are the, what are you going to teach them? It's like, we're going to teach them to live catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't no 22. Shoot them on the side. We'll yeah. teach them to live yeah, catch. We're, we're going to live catch. <clears throat> That would be a much more a greater experience. That is, that is one for the books. But when you put that dog snare over their neck and you pull it tight, and uh, that's the only thing holding on to them. It's but we did just uh, have quite a, a ride. We did just have an alligator hunter get their arm chomped on pretty good. And may lose it over in Lake Jessup. Wait a minute, I, they're reporting that he was a surfer. Now you're telling me he was a hunter in Lake Jessup. Yeah. 
That's what I couldn't understand. They're like going, surfer uh, got bit on the arm in Lake Jessup, and all I could think was maybe he was being pulled behind a boat, you know, surfing the wake kind of deal. I'd heard it was an alligator hunter, so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. I just don't know anymore. Can't trust the media. I had heard in one story I was listening to or saw, they had mentioned about the alligator hunter being bit, but then they turned around and mentioned, oh, by the way, on another topic, a lady on a surfboard was bitten twice on her leg by a shark. But, well, okay. Well, so one, you may have gotten, like, your normal thing where you take and listen just part to a bunch of stuff and make your own story. Hey. What? Okay, lesson <laughs> for the day. Don't play with the alligators. Yeah, but I don't think he was playing with it. I think he was just out there uh, messing around. I'll look for it and see if I can find it. But there, the story I saw was a, was a surfer, and I was like, man, there's an alligator over in Sebastian Inlet. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's where, like, most of the shark maybe, bites happen. Maybe, That's why maybe they're coming out everywhere. I assumed that. You know. Sharks. Sharks are in danger. Okay. Yeah, this one here. Didn't you watch Shark Week? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're hunters. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. If you want to jump in here, go right ahead. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. We'll be back. This has got to end. Serious. What do you? What, what do you mean? mean it's got to end. Every time he has, you take a break. You leave here and there uh, fixing Diego stuff. I'm no, Diego. Jealous. Diego is taking care of our stuff. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Good. We wait. He's the, making us sound good. The stuff that's that we're running out of space on SoundCloud with. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, welcome back, Big <laughs> <Wild> Outdoors. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, yes, Diego. Diego is keeping the podcast up to date. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No, so, that's good. I like the look you just. So got. we are trying. We are trying, and it's going to be difficult if Diego's turns into a movie star. You know, get, TV. Star. Get some. Diego. TV. Get star some. I like that look you just gave Braden. Like <laughs> I can. Hey, he doesn't want anything to do with movies. You see this finger? I am God over here. <laughs> He wants, uh, he wants. He can mute you. He's television. He's he's behind the camera. He's but he's the magic. I can make you sound camera. good, or I can make you sound like a two-year-old girl. <laughs> uh, but anyway, before the break, we were talking. Uh, Give him the Scarface. Go ahead. Discussing the alligator situation. Uh, there is a story, as uh, Bill George did point out, there was a man who was bitten in Lake, uh, excuse me, Seminole County, uh, who had his arm uh, uh, severed. After being bitten by an alligator over there, uh, it was on Thursday. He was over there doing his uh, thing over on Lake Jessup. So uh, it's pretty bad. He said uh, officials have not pu- publicly announced who the person was or anything else like that. So I'm sure he's probably not one to know about that kind of stuff. But the other one was that the – I don't know if I, I got this wrong or whatever, like you said – there was another story about a woman who, there was a story that says, shark bites diver once bitten by alligator. 
Now, oh, the, okay. This was a female surfer, and I'm, that's one of those kinds where maybe she should listen to her mother and go, maybe you should just stay out of the water, Diane. <laughs> Obviously, fresh no, or salt. I, 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 fresh I question salt. what your cologne is. <laughs> yeah, fresh or salt doesn't seem to be working for you. Maybe you should just stick with the shower or something. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, so she was injured uh, uh, when... Uh, Shark got her out there, and then uh, before that, she was bitten a few years ago by an alligator too. So, wow. maybe she thrashes around just a little too much. I don't, I don't know her swimming technique. So, uh, well, maybe the, it's an attractant. The alligator bites are very seldom in the state of Florida, especially considering how many we have out there. But uh, the whole part of that story that I that I keyed in on was that. FWC estimated that on Lake Jessup there was thirteen thousand alligators. That's their rough estimate, or is that, that the was drone their, that flyover? Was, that was what, what in the, the blue who? That's what was in the news story. Now the news, I will, give, I will give FWC the benefit of the doubt at the moment that the news sometimes does publish things that aren't correct. No. Okay. But 13,000 alligators. Now, I look at that in a couple different ways. Me being a numbers guy. Well, you're like I am. We are supposed to get alligator tags for a percentage of the alligators that are present. Yeah. I can guarantee you we are way short on Jessup. Jessup, Well, that's what I was asking. How big is Jessup? Jessup? 16,000 acres. That's how big Lake Jessup that's, is. That, that's always been, for me, like you say about being a numbers person and no, doing land Jess, management. Jessup, like, Jessup's a big lake. They allow 100% of all the nests that they find, all accessible nests. They've been permitting to take all the alligator eggs that they can find off of that lake. But yet <laughs> the number of adult harvest permits have been way Wait. reduced for a lot of years. And if we have thirteen thousand alligators, we got something we got to try and figure out as to why we, as the outdoors people, don't have access to more of those. Yeah, I was going to say the the sixteen thousand acres includes open water and the floodplain area yeah. as well. So there's times where it's a little bit you know, lower or whatever, but still for thirteen thousand. Uh, well, and that's what I'm sitting here saying is you figure lot. it's just like we're sitting here saying that's you figure a piece of property. Acre. You could go in and figure a piece of property out for like deer, like we're saying about land management for deer. What's the carrying capacity? What's their formula as it far has as carrying nothing capacity? To do with carrying capacity? We do not manage alligators to carrying capacity. We manage alligators to a number that we believed was in the area on a certain date and time. When we declared the alligator population recovered. However many alligators we thought were there then are so what whatever we're the magical to fairy pixie dust tells us was supposed to be there's what we're going for. Well the bad thing about <laughs> about Lake Jessup too, taking a look at it, is it's it's fed by uh, a number of tributaries over on oh, the north Saint side. St. John's of it. River. Yeah, so. all yeah. That, I mean so you figure what's what's in Lake Jessup is nothing compared to what's going on up the rivers uh, all the way north of that that are going into two, three different directions. And one flowing over into uh, what's the other lake over there? Uh, Harney, Monroe, like Monroe, there's Lake, lake Monroe and Harney. So all those lakes are interconnected. So you figure if there's thirteen thousand 
their estimate, not mine, is in there, then there's got to be at least close to that, if not almost matching numbers for a lake like uh, Monroe that's almost just as big as Lake Jessup. It's more round. Jessup is more elongated. Yeah, but but I think there's more floodplain-type-like habitat around Jessup than Monroe. eh. I may be. Well, I may be I, wrong, but well, looking at Monroe, it's fed in by a, a river, of course, coming in through the Big Whirl, and there's like uh, what is that, Chemo Mac, and all that stuff up there. That's a lot smaller, but uh, th- they're all interconnected from the St. Johns that flows through each one of those lakes. So, yeah, I did, have you ever tried to put in for Monroe at all? Uh, not Monroe. It's a big open. I have tried for Jessup on occasion back in my early days, where my wife harpooned her first alligator was like harney um and we did that in a hurricane coming on board um hurricane francis um, <laughs> had a good time <laughs> honey we can't go yet oh no we she harpooned her first alligator right as the first feeder band came in and so you had the whole adrenaline rush happening then yeah all good. Not a problem. Between alligator I mean, on one side and killer storm on the sure. other side. Sure. First wave. When the second feeder band hit us. It's time to go. <laughs> she said it was time to go. Yeah. Well, Lake Harney, by the way, that one is also connected into the same tributary that goes and feeds into uh, all the other the other two lakes that I just mentioned Correct. as well. So with Jessup and Monroe, all those guys well, are all interconnected. So I know you know how alligators move, man. Well, uh, things get bad over in this neighborhood. I'll move over to that neighborhood. I, la- I laugh being around him now as much as we have being around Bill George, and joking. You made the joke about the lady with the shark bite and the alligator bite and Shark Week being on this week. Unlucky Betty is watching in certain instances like this, watching the quote unquote professionals or the the it, scientists that try to come up with this stuff, and they're like. Oh, this is we're we're low here. This is endangered, or this is this, and then they go to a spot and it's like covered <laughs> with, with animals. And you're like, wait a minute, you were just sitting here telling me how overhunting and this is this and this is that it's caused this great dramatic drop in the numbers. It's like throw a stone, <laughs> you're gonna hit hit something. Yeah. Um, this is not well, good, well-produced television. <laughs> well, that's the way you want it. Yeah. Throw a stone and hit it and kill it. But so tonight you're going to go, are you going out in the afternoon? Are you going to wait till it gets dark? Are you going to wait no, till no, early no. morning hours? Are you as soon go as it's legal hunting time, we're, we're pursuing as long as the weather it's five permits. o'clock somewhere. Yep. Five o'clock. We're going to be on the, on the water before that, picking out. The, the the night that we popped our two, we had them. We were on the water at five, yeah, five fifteen, and we were done by eight. Yeah, eight fifteen. I, I kept trying to get Jonathan to come out early, earlier. Come on, come on, we get. And he'd come out at the end when the, finally he shows up when we got day to hunt. Boom. Got so him. are you going to spend five till dark scouting, or no, no, are you no, going to be pursuing? No, no, first, first, you're hot, brother. First, first. <laughs> Calm water alligator where we can go chase it down and get it. We're going to go get it. So you're going to try to find it on the bank, get it in the water, or uh, try to find them, you know, boat, kiss, crisscrossing boat. across. Go ha- boat. Have you ever tried using a call during the daytime? Does it? Yes. Does it work? Yes. Works just as good as it does at night? It gets their it attention. It doesn't matter. The alligator's hungry when the alligator's hungry. 
No, call is going to work. You got to understand. If the call is going to work, it's going to work. But it, it doesn't. It just doesn't call because they're hungry. There also calls because there's distress. So you might yeah. get large females that come Correct. running in as well. Correct. So uh, I guess during the daytime that would work fine. I thought at night, mostly it would attract more males than it would females. But maybe that's just my assumption. That's your assumption. From your years of alligator hunting. Yeah, and my years of being an alligator biologist. Yeah, sure. I got you. No. I got the fire ants bites to prove it, so it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going out there to get to it. Well, anyway, so you're going to start at five. Are you going to go until you're done, or are you going to go until the uh, the youngest on the boat goes? I'm going to go until there's two dead alligators, or they call uncle. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or the little kid goes... I'm ready to go home now. I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm tired of feeding mosquitoes. My my experience is, you make the trips fairly short when you got kids and others that are <laughs> big hunters on the boat. Right. Even if you have to go off to the, the, go the kid there, you got going in, with you, out. the only reason she's going to tap out is because she's going to be asleep. I hate to yeah. break it to you. Or they run out of booze. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brand. What? Brandon Ford, and uh, we'll see you on the backside real, real quick. Push the button. Push that. Fire this morning. Diego is one of the best drummers I've ever heard in my life. That's awesome. I like that double bass you're doing in there, man. That's pretty. I guess he's trying to keep us awake. Dude. What'd you do with Bill George? You left. I figured he'd be in there cuddling up with you, and all of a sudden he'd like vanished into thin air. <clears throat> I guess since we're not talking about gator hunting anymore, he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, listen, if. Uh, you're going to go out and do something today. Just remember, there is about a 70% chance for rain to go out there and do it. If you're uh, freaking, freaking out about the uh, the hurricanes, that last uh, Jonathan report was that it's going to be going a little bit wide uh, towards the west and the Gulf of Mexico, probably more in line with uh, slamming into Houston along with, what's the other one's name? You got Laura and, Laura uh, and Marco. Marco. Uh, Marco has not really developed too much yet. Over Mar- there. Marco's looking going towards, like we said, Houston, Texas, that area. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're both looking like they're going to crash right into Houston, though, which is not would be a good thing. They flood Louis, like crazy. Out Louis, Louis, the, the Shreveport, New Orleans is looking like where Laura's kind of heading. Nah, Shreveport's up up there in the, at the top of the boot, so it'll be all right. They right. laugh. They laugh in the face of hurricanes. <laughs> and like like we said, it's a cat one. It's like. Well, no, it's kind of like we said the other day with what was the last one that came through here, Category 1 on the other side of the state. I don't even remember. There's <laughs> Every, so many. Everybody's sitting there, and the people sitting out on the beach <laughs> drinking a pina colada. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, welcome to Florida. Yeah, I love it when they do that, especially the ones that go out in the waves, not knowing what a riptide is. Yeah. Okay, I went in here, and somehow or another I'm five miles down the beach now. I don't know how that works, but oh, well. Uh, so anyway, just know that uh, panic is not set in 
yet, so there's still stuff available at your local grocery store or shopping center. Uh, there doesn't yes. seem to doesn't seem to be the uh, the TP grab going on, uh, you know, because of the uh, <laughs> the hurricanes, which I I know it sounds like black humor, uh, but uh, it strikes me as funny that. Uh, you know, if it comes to uh, uh, 65 or 55 mile an hour wind, uh, no one gives a crud. But uh, you know, if you don't have your mask on while you're shopping at Winn Dixie, you're you know you're a member of the SS. It's just the way it works, I guess. You know what? I came up with a great idea this past week. I was talking to a gentleman. I said, you know, uh, since you're social distancing, you don't have to wear your mask, sir. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. So. We kept our distance away and had a nice conversation about firearms. And as he walked away, I said, you know, a smart guy, did you ever see the movie Ultraviolet? I haven't seen that one yet. With Mila Jojovic. It was like 2000s, early 2000s or somewhere like there. Well, the bad guy wore these uh, like in-your-nostrils filters, okay? They just, it's like a nose, like a sleep aid looking thing, you know? Yeah. But it goes in, it clips inside your nose right here like this in your nose, and you got these two little filters right here. I said, man, somebody ought to invent those things. So I went and looked online. There are, they already have them. Oh, yeah. There are thousands of them available. Oh, by the time you see it, they're already. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start wearing one of these bad boys when I go grocery shopping so that when all the uh, mask Nazis start screaming at me, I just point at my nose and go, I got mine on. How you like me now? If you didn't talk to me, I wouldn't even be opening my mouth. So shuddy. Here it is right here. Look, see? Filter right here, right in my nostrils, right in, oh, and then they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, where did you get those? I want to get those. They sell them at Publix." Yep, same place you get your yoga pants. That's where Glenn gets his. Hi, Glenn. How are you this morning? All right, guys. How are y'all? What are you doing? Glenn. Are you are you hurricane prepping or are you uh, fixing to go fish, fishing? No, no, we're actually just just doing a little bit of work. What? Nothing storm related. Just some work. Work. But, uh, it's I got a question for you, Jonathan. Oh Shoot. no! Here we go. We uh, we've been buying, uh, putting out about a ton of feed about every two two months now. But uh, that analogic, yes, how the does base. that stuff work? Uh, as far as are you blending it with anything, or are you just feeding it direct, and are you using those one and done feeders? Well, let's cl- let's clarify what Glenn is asking about. There's a new product out by Analogics that uh, you may hear the commercial here on the show. That uh, you, it's an additive to the feed that coats the feed. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, it's. Uh, but it's not a liquid. We've had the product at the shop, obviously Analogics, for probably the last two years. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have this is they call it the base. This is Analogics base. Um, the product that they had before was called Jack, and you basically mix it. Uh, I've done some videos and stuff like that on Facebook with it, but you would mix it with the corn, and it would adhere to the corn. It's a dust that will actually stick to the corn, uh, which makes it not only that you can put it out in bulk, but you can, yes, put it in a feeder, and it will sling out of a slinger feeder. Now, is it uh, – do you blend it before you put it, or you just – dump it into the uh, hopper with already yeah corn, I just, or you have to mix it up in yeah. a bucket before you fly it i did the way i was doing it before uh was just taking a garbage can putting a bag of the one the product the jack product that they had before you would mix it one bag to two bags of corn 
the stuff, the basement formula that they've come out with obviously is more potent, so you can mix it. Usually the way I'm probably going to try to do it when I start mixing it is using a feed scoop uh, because you can mix one bag with 500 pounds of corn to get it to make I, the same mixture. It goes a long way. But so well, that's a, now has it got more with that dust? Is it got protein in it as well, or is it just a flavor coating? No, it's it's got the attractant on it, but it's more to replace the minerals that they're not getting with the corn, and it does add protein to it. They've got a mix. Uh, I'll send you the mixture that the biologist sent me that they actually do with just corn. You're going to take corn and make it go from around 6 to 8% protein that a deer is going to get out of corn, and it's going to bump it up. If you just mix straight corn, you're going to bump up to around 10 to 12% protein. Uh, they've got a mixture that they did with corn, soybeans, and I'm trying to remember what the third – the third thing that they added to it, and it bumped it up to where the deer were getting fourteen now, to sixteen percent protein. Now, now with that, Glenn, deer right now already have their antlers, so any antler growth really isn't going to be seen in this year. You'll have a healthier deer, yeah, but not not necessarily bigger antlers for this season because they've already put those on. Yeah, I'm looking to see about putting it out. Um, either late into the season just for the uh, recovery. Get a cold, cold spells or anything like that, just adding it later in the season, but also be uh, feeding throughout the off season up into the spring and through the summer. So yeah, this, I, I'm, it'll help. The, the, what it, what it's got in, go on, sorry, go ahead, bud. You know, we right now we're just late into this uh, hunting that we're doing up in Georgia. So I'm just looking at something to, uh, maybe uh, supplement them throughout the uh, winter into the spring and uh, see what kind of uh, benefits we get besides just helping the, the deer get, get through those times when the food source may be a little lack. Well, and it's the one thing, and Analogics has done it. They've had, uh, obviously, they've worked with the Drury's and a lot of other people. Uh, st- the, the product that's in, or the mineral, like I said, the minerals and all the stuff that's in the feed, uh, they've seen tremendous results with it actually helping the deer fight off CWD and a lot of the other diseases that they've got. But it's always a good thing to do it. And the biologists that I work with, the analogics, always laugh and say a lot of guys are three-day deer feeders. They always like to feed the deer three days before hunting season, and then yeah. they don't worry about them the rest of the time. Uh, it's a good thing to do it, and it's I'm glad to hear you've got the same idea that I do, Glenn, because – when they get done with rut and all the obviously the other stuff they're going to go through, like Bill said, it's going to be a better thing for them to recover, and then you'll really see, you know, the rewards moving forward, and that's the big yeah. thing. Yep, that's what we're looking to do. But yeah, I heard your uh, your spot, and then I remember stopping by there and picking up that timer and looked like you had a warehouse of analogic so i was just curious of just how well it was working it must have been working pretty good for you it's delicious it's delicious it's like putting uh cheese on broccoli to get your kids to eat it yeah pretty much it's uh, you know it's 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 a little more nutrition that you're trying to get underneath trail mixing just always open up the hopper and get you a handful there you go that's right that's exactly right (laughs) 
Uh, well, what are you seeing up there? Have you gone up to the place up in Georgia and having a look-see? What are your boys looking like up there? Well, right now, um, a lot of does, of course, wherever where you go. I mean, it's a lot of does, uh, a good, healthy uh, amount of deer, and, and the quality of the does look pretty good. So, I mean, it's not like they're, they're starving. So uh, we just want to help them along, and, and that way uh, it'll be a good good source later in the upcoming years so we'll see what happens but i just wanted to try something something a little different you got that many deer all concentrated in one area i guess they would probably be a lot of competition for food up there so i still have one of your feeders at the house so yeah i'm gonna give that one to my brother there's one and duns i really like them so uh they're easy (laughs) they're they are easy but i'm gonna give it to him so he can uh put it out there in polk city somewhere and feed all them turkeys he's got running around in his yard wait a minute you said you were going to give him the uh, the little moultrie one and then i was going to get the one <laughs> done thing no i have i have glenn's feeder that's what i'm saying you're going to give it to me and then give him the moultrie and say this is the one you left here so oh, go, no. good luck with no. that one that's not how i yeah, work yeah that one is a sweeney feeder sweeney's are good feeder as well but <laughs> um it's, a, it's old school but it, it works well and it's, it's really uh the best part of it is raccoon proof and it ain't bear proof, but it's raccoon proof. Yeah, well, in that area where he is, you probably don't need the bear proofy as much well, as you do, like up in, let's say, do, I don't know, up in North Florida. When can you start hunting Georgia? Uh, coming up in mid September, archery yeah. start up, and uh, I think around the twelfth or nineteenth of September, okay. maybe. I well, don't no, know. They got a bear really season up. in Georgia. So yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> we still under the old executive order, so you better get your tier transport documents and importation documents. <laughs> that's right. You better all get in it. order, and don't forget your passport. I'm just going to tell them you know Bill George. <laughs> <laughs> they say yes. Fines are Step behind this car. <laughs> That's when you hand him a card. He'll call my attorney. His name is Bill George. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, Glenn, we got to take a break, man. Get out there. Go have some fun. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. We miss you. All right, bud. Y'all have a good one. All right. You too, buddy. Uh, Glenn Kimman out there uh, doing a little bit of work and getting stuff ready to go up in Georgia and everywhere else. You should be doing it, too. We'll talk more about that product when we come back because it is a brand new uh, product and it's uh, really going to be kind of a game changer I think for a lot of people. We are the Bigger Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. We'll be back. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, uh, Braden Barista with the Keurig hot chocolate for Bill George. It's a new thing. I have it's to. A- I have to admit, I could Braden not the Barista out a Keurig machine. new T-shirt. <laughs> so hey, sorry, but, dude. I didn't know your name, so I couldn't write it on the cup. I'm sorry. I had to go. Did you put the it. jacket? Did you put the jacket on it? No, I didn't put a jacket on it. I was just trying to, I was like screaming in the get to, must go faster. Must go faster. How long does it take to heat up a thing of water in the Keurig? I don't know, but yeah. uh, we, we got we, the captain on the line. I know. I, I, I pushed the button. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. 
Hey, hey, buddy, wait your turn, okay? <laughs> no one's talking to you yet, all right? Easy, Good morning. Easy, easy there, Captain, just because hey. you're Mr. Bigger uh, bigger Pants out there, hey. you know, these days after what you did last weekend. A Guinness, he's a Guinness Book of World Records holder. Well, wait a minute. Is it official yet there, Captain Amex? Is there, uh, Amex it is, is not. It is not official yet. They are still counting boats. Uh, oh, in order Lord. to make it uh, into the Guinness Book of World Records, they have to account for all of the vessel registration numbers. What? So they're very carefully going through to prove oh, it. Oh, so we got mail-in balloting on this deal, too. Huh? Oh. <laughs> 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 That's not good. Hey, not only is he captain that participated in the Trump parade, uh, but he has also built the gator rods that I've been using. Oh, really? Yes. No kidding. I How's mean, that thing working for you? Well, I get to try it out starting at 5 p.m. Wait a minute now. This I, is a fishing rod? Is that what you're saying? Is it a blank? This, is, this isn't your normal fishing rod. Well, and I got to ask you, other Captain, is, are you using a solid fiberglass bank or uh, blank on that, or how are you producing No, this? it's a hollow core blank. Uh, it's turned very well, specific uh very specific weight and built uh, built a little different. It's somewhat similar to a shark rod. It's got to be really durable in order to be able to catch some of these bigger gators. So has it got a fast tip on it? I mean, you know, he is throwing a, uh, what are you using, a two-ounce, two-and-a-half-ouncer? What are you using? Yeah, the tip works very well. It does? It's got a very fast tip on it. There you go. See, you is this a that. prototype that we're uh, testing? Or I, I don't know what you – have you broke no, that's one? That's not a prototype. I've built that exact same rod for numerous people, so, and everybody loves it. So has, gotcha. it, has anyone ever broke it yet? I just want to know what gauge it is when it goes off. 12, 10, 3 and a half inch? What does it sound <laughs> if like? If that thing goes off, yeah. it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen anybody break that particular blank. Uh, that particular blank is extremely strong. Uh, and the way the pole shuts off, um, there's a lot of action on it. But there's a lot of stability in the pole also. How long, how long of a butt you got on that thing? Is it like offshore length or is it like uh so It's can, an eight foot rod. So but I mean where where the rod's located, how much uh how much tail do you have on that bad boy to get underneath an armpit or something? Is it long or it goes all the way through. Uh the back part of it I always use a slick butt. Um, because the slick butt's actually a lot easier, it's a lot more durable. Mm-hmm. Um and total behind the arm you're probably looking at about 12 inches behind the arm. That's a little short for me, but it, I, actually 12. So actually, it, it'd be 14 inches. Yeah. Oh, well, 14, I'd be more happy with. So, so what yeah, you're saying is you've got to add the cap on the back of it. What, what you're trying to say is, is if the alligator that could possibly break this, that would be like T-Rex size, or it'd, what be, the, it'd be 13 <laughs> footer all, or somewhere. All, all I know. All I know is one of the nice things about this is in front of the reel where I spend a lot of time just holding on to an alligator yes. and trying to move him, it, there's a triangle grip. And that triangle grip oh, those are keep, so nice. keeps yeah. it so solid in your hand. Yeah. What yeah. reel did you put on this beast? Well, I have my... I'm not too sure which Akuma? reel. Warren. Which one did you get? Uh, I have a number. I have a couple A pen? Do you know, is it a big pen? He, he just... He just built me my second one. So you have some crap reel on this really nice War, rod. Uh, Is that Warren, what you're telling us? Warren 8000i. <laughs> what are you, what are you whip out the old Zebco 808 and put it on there? What hey, is don't it? knock an 808. <laughs> that was a serious fishing reel for us kids. So That's saltwater rated, man. But, Come on, hey, man. That's besides the rod, tell, tell us how it was to be in that parade. 
Oh, he dropped. He, dropped. he left. He told oh. you. To, he, he just he wanted hang to on. He's coming rod. back. <clears throat> he just wanted to get his rod information in and then uh, bail on us and all no, that kind I of stuff. I threw the so. rod info in because it. it hang on. Now you. No, got, we're you back. Got, we're back. You there? Yeah, I'm here. You yeah. know what? Stay away from the microwave, okay? Just give us five minutes. They were knocking <laughs> knocking me for putting the Zepco 808 on there. Yeah, it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> I said uh, you put on a put a piece of crud on that really nice rod. It's so embarrassing. I'd have probably put a Finn battle on it. The battle is is that thing is really tough and it does the job. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, that's got pretty good drag on it, but there's other. I, I, I don't I've know. I've used much drag to Shimano in the past. I've been happy with that. I've ha- I have a couple different things, a couple different pens, um, Fenor reels. I've used a couple different Fenor reels. The Fenor is a good product. Also. You need to go get yourself a Sargusa, man. Put it on that but, bad boy a six thousand. Uh, uh, the Saragossa is a very very nice yeah, reel. Put that on there, the buddy. The advantage of the pen battle is it's a heavier duty reel. Well, yeah, but I, I think its drag is a little but, less than uh, the Zargusa, so uh, it's all good. You don't really need that much drag. It's just a matter of fighting the alligator the right way. It's more technique than it is anything else. Look here, Mr. Professional. Who's the gator hunter here? I hey, mean, uh, Bill no. George knows <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> How many years did you catch gators year-round? At least two. Yeah, pretty close to ten. Oh, yeah, okay. well, yeah, that, so that makes you an expert. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Hey. But, hey, <laughs> how, how was the Trump parade? Yeah. The Trump the the Trump parade was phenomenal. Um, I know when we first talked, uh, we were out there very early, and there was about fifty to seventy boats that were around. Uh, come closer to the actual parade time, which ended up being about ten ten. It was absolutely amazing at how many boats showed up. Well, Jonathan it, it said. Was- Jonathan said he had a few of them that launched out of uh, where were you kept? We where were we were at Holmes Beach. Holmes and Beach and Anna Maria and Anna Maria, and they went all the way around and, and met up with the with the pack up there at, at Clearwater. And I mean, it was amazing. People came out. People came from the south. You could see people coming in from the north. Uh, my understanding is we had people coming in as far as from Pasco County well, that were actually people that trailered over from Orlando. People came from Delray Beach, Fort Lauderdale. It was amazing. Hey, let me tell you, I watched one of these videos, the time-lapse videos, and it it was amazing. And one of the things that was amazing for me was the number of people who came and got in the parade, and they came from the front, and they zipped all the way to the end. of. They didn't try and jump right up the front. They actually no. went and went to the back of the line. They didn't was, sit there and say, oh, I belong up front because I came from that direction. They actually got in line like, like you know. Like normal people. Like normal people should. <laughs> like normal people. Like, uh, the thing that like, amazed me about the parade is to have that many boats going south in the intercoastal. It was absolutely amazing when people got behind the big boats. Um Captains would wave you over, give you room to come in front. There was nobody trying to bully their way in. It was a very, very calm, peaceful event. Everybody had fun. Everybody waved. Everybody played music. It was it was just amazing. Well, it's like I told them what was funny for me. We were down there, and we went the uh, – we're there at the Cortez Bridge, you know, at a restaurant that's right there, the Seafood Shack. And that's what I was telling the guys is sitting there and seeing the people 
who are there eating at the restaurant, but not only that, seeing the people coming back with the flag still up and everything else. And, I mean, there was – I told them I counted 60, probably 50, 60 boats just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I know I went all the way down uh, through John's Pass uh, at Sandbar. It was nothing but a Trump flotilla all the way around. Well, you really don't know how impressive it is until you see the videos that people took with drone shots and stuff where it goes up high, and you can see how far it goes all the way down through the intercoastal. It was very oh, it was impressive. Amazing. Well, and then all the people on the bridges and on the seawalls, it was, it was crazy. It, the people on the bridges, the seawalls, when U.S. Coast Guard did their flyover, uh, they came from the north the first time and followed the Trump flotilla um, on a low pass, people went nuts. Then we had the Army helicopters that came over. That was spectacular. And then we had the paratroopers, three paratroopers, jumped out of a helicopter. That was cool. One Tree Island. And that was just absolutely phenomenal. Well, I know know we don't have much time here at the end of the show, but – did you run into any negative feedback? I know that was one of the concerns of somebody who might be protesting, or or was there pretty much all good, good behaving people? Um, we seen we seen a single Trump protester in a boat. Uh, he was headed north, and he just kind of did his own thing. Nobody bothered him. The flotilla just headed south, and there were. There were absolutely uh, no concerns about it whatsoever. The loneliest well, guy on the intercoastal, <laughs> the one dude that's like out there like, ah, On that day, yes, he was. Ah. <laughs> I'm floating with Biden. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I look at it this way. If, uh, people, I know you made national news. I mean, even the president himself uh, uh, yes, came sir. out and actually made a little comment about it, and it was very proud of, of what you guys did and would have, I'm sure, loved to have been a part of it. Uh, oh, Cliff what? over at Conservative Grounds did a phenomenal job yeah. at putting this together. He's the one that's doing the final tally. Um, he's working real close right now with Genesis, and uh, you know, as soon as they have the numbers, I'm sure they'll post them. Well, I got to ask who. Uh, I wonder who was uh, the one who went out and found that sunken t- uh, sunken sailboat and put all the Biden flags on that one. It was sunk. T- <laughs> That was interesting. Everybody rounded the corner when we came through the final bridge and looked to the left, and here was a sunken sailboat with a bunch of Biden flags on it. Oh, it was like, and the horns went nuts. That's hilarious. I don't know who did it, but that was pretty smart. Well, yep. I'm, I'm glad you were a part of it, and I'm sure this probably won't be the last one uh, until uh, November anyway. Oh, I'm sure that this isn't the last one. And, you know, President Trump is just, you know, gaining steam every day, and everybody represented him well. All right. Well, well thank you, Cat Man. We'll talk Appreciate again. Yes, sir. I'll yeah. let you know how yes, that sir, rod gentlemen. does tonight. Yeah, we'll see if we can break it that tonight. Great. Let me know. All right. We'll try to break it as best we can. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to see you next Saturday. Go out have a good time. Stay tuned to your local news, all that stuff, to make sure that this uh, hurricane thing is going to go somewhere else. But be safe. Have fun. And don't forget, yes, it see is going to rain today. We'll see you next Saturday. Big and wild. See you. Bye.